Watch ye, for, you know, not, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even crowing, or in the morning, lest coming, coming suddenly he find you sleeping. <clears throat> Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. For the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 49. O oh, hear ye this, all ye people. Ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in those in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compasseth me round about? There be some that put their trust and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him. For it costs more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. But he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for another. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another, and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep, death is their shepherd, and the righteous have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall, con be their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre, and have no abiding. But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he liveth, he counted himself a happy man, and so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor, but hath no understanding, and is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the book of Isaiah. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. 
therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation and in that day you will say praise the lord call upon his name declare his deeds among the peoples make mention that his name is exalted sing to the lord for he has done excellent things this is known in all the earth cry out and shout o inhabitant of zion holy one of israel in your midst here endeth the first lesson my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in god my savior for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed for he that is mighty hath magnified me and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations with his arm he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts he hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away he remembering his mercy hath hope in his servant israel as he promised to our forefathers abraham and his seed forever glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the book of Revelation. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now there was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon, who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. For or he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, his number is 666. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sit on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life thou hast given us in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee, the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness to the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy <clears throat> great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of the only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Good evening, welcome. Uh, a couple of thoughts on this evening's lessons. I want to start with the, uh, the lesson from Revelation tonight. Um, <clears throat> and from last night's reading, we had um, been given some information about uh, the dragon, which was defeated by Michael the Archangel. And the dragon uh, represents the devil and Satan in, in Revelation. And we get two other images tonight. We get the beast um, from the sea, and then we get a different beast, not from the sea, but from the earth. And so we have these three uh, symbols of the enemies of the church. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what, what the two beasts represent. The beast from the sea uh, is the first part of chapter 13. And to understand the beast of the sea, you need to understand how the, the early church thought of, of Christ. One of, one of the things that annoyed uh, the 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 Roman leadership was that early Christians would say Christ is Lord, and that that would um, would upset the leadership because it was Caesar that was Lord, and, and so you have these two different rulers. So Jesus was seen more as the sovereign king over the world, um, and less as much as the religious leader of 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 Christendom. And so when you think of Jesus, you need to think of him. Well, the first, not what we need to now, but what the first uh, century Christians, um, the, the king of the world, the, the one that is um, sovereign. And so uh, Revelation is written during a period of persecution for the church. And uh, Revelation seeks to help comfort the church amongst this persecution because it kind of, um, you know, during the persecution, um, that idea that, that Jesus is, is the king can be shaken. And so one of the, the points of Revelation is to, to say, no, Jesus is still the king throughout history. And so uh, the beast from the sea kind of juxtaposes Jesus in, in a few different ways. Number one, um, the beast from the sea serves the devil, but it said he served the dragon. Um, 
and uh, and Jesus is the one who serves the Father in heaven. Uh, the beast from the sea is is mentioning to have had a deadly wound on his on his head, a mortal wound, but he healed from it. Uh, Jesus was crucified, dead and buried, but rose again from the dead. And so uh, we get a bunch of other different things like the, the beast from the sea speaks blasphemous words against God and Jesus is the word of God. And so you get uh, the beast of the sea and, and Jesus are kind of juxtaposed against each other. And the beast of the sea is, is seen as kind of a political uh, authority. It's kind of um, meant to be as um, the Roman Empire. Um, it's, it's a very strong and, and, and formidable opponent and is kind of the opposite. Its reign represents the opposite of what Jesus's reign is. If both are supposed to be Lord of all of the earth, you've got one that is an evil Lord of all of the earth, and you've got the other that is the good um, Lord of all of the earth. And of course, it is Jesus is the one who wins out. And we get a, um, a message saying that the saints that persevere through, through, um, you know, the reign of the beast um, are, are saved and, and is, I'll just read it. It says, here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. And um, another image that comes to mind comes from Daniel chapter 7, where um, we see kind of a parallel in Revelation. It's always best uh, to go and, and look back in the Old Testament where that parallel was. And, and so in and so in, in Daniel chapter 7, there's uh, four beasts that emerge from the sea, and each one of them um, is, is destroyed in some way. And uh, in, in this image, we have uh, this beast who comes from the sea and has four uh, likenesses. It's, uh, um, it's, it's uh, the likeness of a bear, a lion, and a leopard, and other things. And so um, it, it recalls that image in Daniel and the beasts from the sea in Daniel were uh, different empires or different kingdoms, different, um, you know, entities that had control over the world at the time that they were in power. And all of them had met their demise in some way. And so when we read this, we can see that this beast of the sea, the Roman Empire, will eventually meet its demise um, also. And so that uh, when the reader of Revelation is, is hearing this, it, it recalls to mind, oh, okay, those um, beasts from, from Daniel uh, were all destroyed by God. So this one will be too, although we don't see that happening in this chapter yet. Uh, then we get to uh, the beast from the earth. And the beast from the earth is, is different, um, but subordinate to the beast of the sea. And it has, the beast from the earth, um, has uh, its characteristic feature is that it causes um, bad worship. It, it, it forces the people of the, the world to worship the beast of the sea. So when we look at this as its symbolism, um, this would be any kind of religious entity um, forcing worship, forcing worship toward uh, the Roman Empire or to Caesar. And um, this could be a couple things. It could be the, the Jewish leadership that was judged by Jesus and condemned when Jesus um, went and cleansed the temple. Uh, that that group declared that Caesar was their king. And so uh, perhaps maybe it was the old Jewish leadership that um, also persecuted the church um, and in favor of, of, of Rome. And or it could be the you know the Roman um, religious sect the the, pan, the worship of the pantheon that that uh, Rome would would force upon people to consolidate power to Caesar and so uh, these could be some other things um, that it could be referencing and then we get down to like you know the, the famous number six 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 and I think the the Saint John the author of Revelation. Um, is, is trying to call out uh, who the enemy is, um, who the political enemy is. And so he can't write that Nero Caesar is political enemy um, because that would be dangerous for people who hold a copy of Revelation. So um, if you take, this is a theory, but if you take the, um, 
the, the, the Hebrew spelling of uh, Nero Caesar, um, and you convert the letters into numbers and add those numbers up, you get the number 666. And so that's uh, one of the things that, that they would uh, point to. So 666 uh, points back uh, to, to Nero, and that's kind of our best guess as to what that uh, cryptic number means. Um, of course, it could mean something else, but that's that's what um, scholars have decided it means. Um, I'm, I personally have never taken the Hebrew letters and added them up, so, but I'm, I'm relying on the research of others. And then we get to um, our Isaiah lesson, and amongst all of this um, tumult and, and um, is kind of a darker revelation lesson where, um, you know, authority has been given to all of these great and terrible powers um, over the earth. And, um, and then we get here to Isaiah where we get um, God is making things right. He doesn't forget his remnant people. Um, in the context of Isaiah, um, he, you know, Isaiah is about... Uh, judgment for the nation of Israel. However, it also is about um, salvation for the faithful remnant of Israel. And so uh, those that that um, are comprised of the remnant and God will always justify them and vindicate them. Um, and so, you know, we will see that, that that will happen in Revelation as we continue our read through Revelation. And that is uh, something that happens you know, at Christmas time when Jesus comes to earth, that, that Jesus does come, he vindicates the faithful, he comes to the remnant, vindicates the remnant, but also uh, judges the unfaithful Israel, those, uh, in this case, the Pharisees and the, and the other Jewish leadership of the day. So uh, just a couple of thoughts on this evening's lessons. It is uh, Wednesday, so we're going to uh, finish out by uh, reading the litany for the church and evangelism. Uh, we offer this litany uh, for the church and evangelism to the glory of God, for the prayers and intentions of those who are present, that God miss a blessed and fruitful advent, and that we may experience the joy of, of Christmas uh, in a new way when, when Christ comes on Christmas Day. We ask that God would continue to strengthen increase um, succor and give new opportunities for mission and ministry within our diocese. Oh God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Have, have mercy upon us. Oh God, the Son, redeemer of the world. Have mercy upon us. Oh God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful. Have mercy upon us. The holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We seriously beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the heart of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word. And that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth labors into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace. Hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanders, and to turn their hearts. 
We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to mend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to have mercy on the faithful departed. Granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear, and that it may please thee to fill us with such with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. And it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless in making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, Grant the Holy Spirit upon our diocese and the parishes and communities our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In grace for our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. I hope you have a, a great and wonderful Wednesday night. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Thank Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.